We have a lot to learn as web developers. We constantly have a lot to learn as technologies evolve. We get to play around with new cool stuff. And, you know, we classically hear that we get overwhelmed by this. Um, you know, technology overwhelmed, that there's so many different things that we need to try and tackle. And I've been thinking a lot about how you learn these different things and how you tackle all of these, basically staying on top of these technologies, or more specifically, the technologies that you want to stay on top of and need to stay in top, on top of for your work. And so I've been kind of thinking about ways of handling that. And I think where a lot of people tend to go wrong here is that they try and learn all of these different technologies all at once. Whereas I believe that is a huge, huge, colossal mistake. If you try and focus on everything, ultimately you end up focusing on nothing. Because you're constantly task switching, you're constantly trying to remember thing from, things from one thing and things from another thing. And so what I try to do and what I believe is the better philosophy is to make sure that within, within the frame of about an hour, at least within the frame of an hour, just focus on one technology. And honestly, this kind of goes for my day-to-day -day work as well. If I'm going to spend an hour working, it's probably better that I spend that hour on the back end or the front end. Sometimes I kind of need to work on two at the same time uh, to marry the two together. But let's just say I have three models that I need to create. I will spend time doing all three of those models on the back end so that my head is kind of in back end land. And then when I'm done with that, I'll start focusing on doing those models on the front end, building the components for it, keeping everything in sync and doing all of that kind of thing. I think this strategy is a little bit better and I think it tends to... And it tends to utilize your brain um, better as well. And this goes kind of on a macro level as well. So at the moment, there's a few things I could be learning right now. I really want to learn closure because Uncle Bob keeps going on about how amazing it is. And so I'm curious to learn that. Uh, but I've also got to learn uh, up my MySQL skills a little bit for work because we're starting to get in some pretty in-depth MySQL stuff. But then I also want to learn TypeScript because we're starting to do TypeScript stuff and I've only got a basic knowledge of TypeScript. And I think it's okay that I want to learn all of these things. However, the way I go about learning these things is important. I think it's better to spend one day, two days, or better still even a week focusing on just one of those things, right? Sometimes you can't do this because demands mean that you need to dive into something else. But I would rather at the end of the day, focus on learning TypeScript and TypeScript alone and basically push all of the other stuff aside so that my brain can basically marinate on that one topic and get, and, and get to a more masterful state on that one topic. And then once I've spent about a week focusing on that, then I can spend a week maybe learning closure. And that's kind of more of a hobby thing, learning closure. I don't really have a good use for it at the moment. But yeah, I can just spend a week focusing on that in whatever spare time I have. And then maybe next week, I go back to TypeScript again, now that I've kind of used it in the real world a little bit. And since I've actually used it in the real world and had a chance to play with it, um, oh, you know what, let me take a step back here. The reason this works so well is that in the you're not going to use it in the real world in your day-to-day -day life unless you have a pretty good understanding of it. That's why it's good to do some hard work up front to make sure you understand a new technology. And then once you're competent in it, my piano teacher used to talk about this all the time. You want to get to a competency level first. Once you're competent, you can then start explore, digging a little bit deeper. So there's kind of like an ebb and flow between those two states. Learn the technology and then use it in the real world. Once you've used it in the real world, 
go back and dig a bit deeper into it now that you have that real world context. Because then when you start learning new things with that technology, the extra context that you've used it in in the real world means that it will stick more in your brain. Because you'll see something like, oh, this, okay, so this is a generic. I can see how I'd use that in the real world and how it would help me. And since you've got that extra bit of context, that extra bit of why I might want to learn this information, you, you're going to remember it better. And then you can directly apply that the next day or later on that day. And so this is why I think it's really important to sort of figure out a strategy here. Whereas if every evening I spend an hour doing TypeScript, an hour learning about Clojure, and then an hour learning about MySQL, you know, upping my skills there, then the next day I go into work and it's like, well, I kind of know a bit of TypeScript and I kind of know a little bit of SQL here. And so, you know, I could sort of like piece these technologies together, but, you know, it's much better if you have a good foundation so you can really use that technology in the real world. In fact, we could probably simplify this a little bit further. First, when you're learning a new technology, go hardcore on learning that knowledge until you reach a point where you can actually use it in the real world. That's step number one. All right. Another classic example of this is Vim. If you want to change your editor to Vim, which I haven't done, by the way, I can't claim this, but I imagine it would be true with that. You probably want to spend a lot of time in your evenings going hardcore on Vim, maybe like one or two hours building a project with Vim every single evening until you reach a point where you're competent enough with it that you can actually use it in the real world productively. And then once you started using it in the real world productively, you can start spending more time in the afternoons digging a little bit deeper, um, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months later. I think this is usually the best way to go about it. And so, yeah, the way I'm, the reason I'm bringing this up is I think it's a little bit more complicated than people make it out to be, you know, because there's sort of an ebb and flow here. You learn the technology, you use the technology and stop learning about it for a while, and then you... dive back into that technology again and start learning it again. And then there's kind of a more micro level of, all right, how long am I going to spend? Maybe one hour learning that technology and then take a 10 minute break. One hour learning that technology, take a 10 minute break. One hour learning that technology, take a longer break and then focus on something else, right? I can usually spend about, Honestly, for myself, it's more like two hours on a new technology. And then I'm like, okay, this is too much information. I need to create now. I need to do something else with my brain now. Uh, Yeah, and so that's kind of the more micro level. Um, But then you can get even more micro of what do I actually focus on? What is the thing I'm focusing on for learning this technology? Am I learning the foundation? What resources do I look for in order to learn the absolute foundation of things. Do I want to get up and running fast or do I want to find material that allows me to go deeper? You know, what's my what's the learning style that I want to tackle here? Or do I basically just want to do the tiniest amount of learning how to use it and then use this technology to build something? Maybe that's the way you like to learn new technologies. But once again, there's that ebb and flow of going super, super micro and figuring out the new things that you can do with that technology and piecing it together, but then actually using it in the real world so that you get more of a macro idea of how that technology works. So I hope you enjoyed this one. I certainly enjoyed recording it for you. And hey, Check out quasarcast.com slash register if you want to find out about new podcasts that are going to be coming out soon. I'm going to be releasing one 
this is probably just around the corner because now that my processes are starting to fall into place for Quasar Cast, I now have the bandwidth to start releasing more stuff, which is really cool. So at the moment, I'm going hardcore on building a series for every single component that Quasar has to offer. And then hopefully we'll be able to land that in the dock so that everybody can watch a video for every single Quasar component. I think that'd be really cool. And so, yeah, if you want to be on top of that, and if you want to know about some of the other podcasts I'm going to release, one of them is going to be the Quasar News Podcast, which will probably be like a bi-weekly or monthly podcast where I just update you on the latest in the Quasar and View world. And the other one I want to release is the Quasar Devs Podcast, where I talk to devs about their experience building Quasar applications. Once again, hope you enjoyed this one. Check out quasarcast.com register to be the first to find out about all that stuff. And remember, there is nothing you can't learn.